Yo, you're listening to This Is Why We Can't Get Along, the podcast. Sometimes I'm the best and he's the worst and vice versa. See what we're doing and debating about this week. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 10. We are your hosts, Daniel and Brianna King, and you are listening to the podcast aptly titled This Is Why We Can't Get Along. Hello. I love your energy there, Bray. I was trying to be smooth. Indulge me, okay? Smooth doesn't mean tired and bored. I wasn't tired and bored. I was trying to be smooth, you know, trying to. Well, don't try that ever again. Wow. <laughs> when we do, when we do, the, when we do this next time, don't try smooth and bored. Try hyper and excited, bubbly. Oh my gosh! This is why we can't get along. How's that? You're the worst. <laughs> You're the absolute worst, and I hope you just. I hope you know that. It's just I want you to live on in shame, knowing that you're the worst. I just am such a great person. Okay, are you though, Bray? You you say that, but are we actually starting, or are we just talking? I've started. I'm recording. I am too. I just want to know if we have to start all over. (laughs) No, we no no. We're (laughs) we're gonna keep it keep this in because you. Are the worst, and people need to know no. that you are the absolute worst. No, Back see, this is we why. Okay, so this is why we named this thing what we called it. So, yes, because you're the worst. It should have been called Breeze the Worst, the podcast, and keep stuck with the reality of the situation. That is not. See, this is bullying and harassment of the highest degree. Highest degree. So um, I'm going to start a campaign on Twitter. I'm going to hop back on Twitter for like the first time in however long and let the world know that Daniel needs to be canceled. Hashtag cancel Daniel party. Hashtag Daniel is over party 2020. (laughs) Okay. So Oh, no, you don't get to disrespect me like that and then keep pushing. But whatever. What are we going to talk about? I'm, I'm going to move on because no one no one's going to cancel me, Brie. I'm not famous enough to get canceled. OK, whatever. I'm not even famous. I mean, I didn't say famous. Enough. I'm not famous. Back to the point. So I saw Mulan this weekend, Brie, since it became free, not free on um, Disney Plus. If you're already a subscriber, I, I realized I wasn't going to. I really wasn't going to pay the 30 bucks like I originally said I was because I, re- I saw the reviews and realized, oh, yeah, it's not going to be worth 30 bucks. Let me just watch it when Disney makes it available to everyone. Okay. So I watched it and I was. So they really do present Mulan in the very beginning like a Mary Sue. She just mm-hmm. seemingly does everything until she gets to the military, right? And so they they follow uh, very similar beats to the actual um, to the original movie and everything like that, which which helped it not be as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But one of the things there was one thing in particular that really annoyed me was it was during a training montage, right? They started playing the music underneath the montage of uh, reflections, and I'm like, if if there's not going to be any music yeah, I in, the, um, in the movie, then don't tempt me by playing the actual music behind the song. And then I'm just go. And then all I'm thinking of is, oh, I'd rather hear the song instead of this stupid training montage. I'd rather see Wait, the context. The tra- hold up. 
I'm confused. The training montage with reflection in the background? The music to reflection, not the action, not the lyrics. No, no, no. I know, but that just doesn't yes. make sense. Why didn't they play I'll Make a Man Out of You at the training montage? Well, well that's because they said I'll, I'll make men out of you at the, before the training montage started. <sighs> that was sort of like the intro in towards the tra- how the training montage began. But then, like in the middle of it, you know, the scene in the original, the horse collar tackle, but the scene in the middle where they were trying to get take the uh, uh, buckets of water up the mountain. Yes. Right in the original. Yes. They were doing the same thing here, except I think that one had I'll Make a Man Out of You playing, if I remember right. <sighs> but this but this one had the background of reflections, which makes no sense because reflections was supposed to take it's supposed to take place when she's unsure of herself before back with she her family, even decides not, to leave. Yes, not when she's already left and she's already starting training. <sighs> so, I th- so I thought that was stupid because it was just it was a creative decision that I just thought was made no sense at all. So, so that irritated me. But then there was a funny scene I thought where. Um, so I know you've seen the trailer where the witch where there's a witch in it, right? For whatever reason. Yeah. So there's so Mulan and the witch they have like a quick one-on-one fight and so the witch throws hashtag obligatory obligatory girl fight but go on yeah so the witch so this witch she has um she throws like a i don't know what it would be what the japanese or chinese version would be but uh a shuriken she basically threw one of those (laughs) at mulan and they basically cut her um her uh breastplate armor and it made me laugh because she just after she gets like ripped apart, after the, the armor gets like ripped in half, she just looks down and my immediate thought was, oh, I have boobs. Because because if you saw the way you, look, she, you looked at it, she just looked at, at this like confused look on her face. I'm like, OK, that's that was a weird scene to, show, to sort of be a it was sort of one of those scenes where it's like, oh, be who you are. Be true to yourself. All that stuff. And it's like this one scene where she's like checking herself out. Like a, I mean, she's okay. being true to herself, you know, true to your heart. She had to be true to her heart. I don't remember the rest of that song. But anyway, go ahead. OK. And so the other thing that I thought was weird about the, the uh, movie as well is, you know, how like there's how in the original there's this or once they find out she's a woman and all that stuff, it becomes this very like dark, depressing moment for her. But in the, but in the in this movie, in this version of it, they play it really quickly. Like they kind of like that's the thing I I found weird about the movie as a whole is it felt like they were sort of speeding through. Basically, they're speeding through the entire movie. Like I couldn't even say I didn't like the pace of the movie because the pace of the movie was next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, and I'm like, but there's parts of the movie where you actually need to sit and dwell on what what she's experiencing, what she's experiencing with, with her, um, with her, uh, comrades. And they just sped right through that. The only time they ever like slow down is for like a, when they would have these conversations between herself. Um, I guess the guy who was supposed to be the romantic interest in the movie discount Chang. And then it's yeah, not Chang. And then some other, and then some other uh, members of the military, like it would, like it would be in the original, except, those aren't the same people. And so she's doing that. And 
I immediately thought they made some of the more likable characters in the um in the original movie. They made them so un so unlikable in this one. Like as and they are terrible was, or they're just boring? They're terrible. Like mm. they're absolutely terrible. Like they come off as terrible human beings. And I get that the, in the original, the songs they were singing, um, like what was it, a girl we're fighting for isn't necessarily the best representation you want in uh in twenty twenty America and all that. I get that, but I mean the context the of the time period, though. Yeah, but at least the characters weren't unlikable while they were saying it. You understood that they were doing it because this these were like genuine aspirations for them, because this is what they sort of this is what they believed in truly fighting for, whereas. The way they made those um, the guys in this movie feel or sound like they just made them feel like women were just objects and nothing more and just keep it moving. Who cares anything about them? They're just objects for us to play with. And I'm like, they oh, put okay. that in a movie. So they didn't say it that way, but that was the way they were talking about the uh, about women in general. That's exactly how it came off. That's and I just it shows. At least from what you're describing, because I refuse to watch that movie. It's just, just watch it. going. It's just at least it sounds like another example of Disney's hypocrisy because they'll preach one thing in the West, but then do something completely different when it comes to China. You know, so I mean, we can go down that. I think we went that down that rabbit hole of a while ago talking about Mulan the first time. But uh yeah, that's kind of surprising that they allow dialogue and stuff like that to happen. So it was not because they were trying mm-hmm. to they were trying to prove a point about oh, this is not how guys should feel. Women or uh, women should be treated with respect and all this stuff. And they tried to hammer home that I um, hammer home that messaging. And then there was one part of the um, of the movie where she tells the military, "Oh, here's." what the bad guys are planning right mm-hmm. and there, and then there was this scene and then in that scene all of her comrades are just going i believe mulan i believe mulan i believe mulan i am spartacus no i am spartacus <sighs> no it was more so it, the way i at least interpret it, it was more so like you know how during like sort of the beginning stages of the me too movement there was a lot oh, of people saying believe God. women believe women that's sort of how I took that sort of that scene was. Oh, you gotta really? believe women here and all this stuff. Oh, and I'm like, okay. Oh no, they didn't. Do they really do that? Was that what they were really going for? I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what it felt like to me. Oh yikes! Was because I didn't feel like that when the first guy said, "Oh, I believe Mulan." Like, okay, yeah, you should believe her. She's done right by you guys. But then when like five and ten other guys say it. It becomes, oh, is that the messaging? And the only reason I thought by, I thought that way, because that sort of messaging was consistent throughout most of the movie. So it was like, is that the entire thing? And then as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, just get me to the end fight when they're in the um, Imperial Palace. I'm already done with this. Let's just move on. Wow. Um, that... I have a lot of feelings about that, but I don't know if I really want to go there right now. I don't. So, wow. I'm just, yeah, you're not giving me any reason to actually watch Mulan. 
2020. I mean, so it's was not, it an endorsement or just a review? Isn't it's not a bad movie though? That's the thing. Like it's uh, I don't look I don't look at anything they're doing and going, oh, it's a bad movie. Like I'm sure there was like the, a lot of the creative decisions they made were to to separate the original from this one. And some of those decisions I thought made sense I thought made sense and were actually interesting to see. It was weird when they replace Mushu with a Phoenix. So this Phoenix is the thing that sort of just show, I think it shows was, up and he puts and puts her on her guiding path. I think the it Phoenix was like pretty, um yeah. they said it was like a gender thing, like the dragon is seen as more masculine in Chinese culture. And um, the phoenix is more feminine. So I guess that's why they made that change. I'm not saying I agree with it one way or the other, but again, I'm not going to watch that movie. So, okay. <laughs> but I I just think, I think they did make some good creative decisions where I felt some of the action was pretty, pretty nice. Some of there's actually strategy in some of the fights that they were having, which I thought was interesting as well, that they actually took the time to actually put strategy into how they did things. Mm. They made, they made, um, I don't know if it was actually in China or not, but they made it look, they made their representation of China look very pretty. So it was aesthetically, it was a very beautiful movie to watch. And as I said, there were some, and I said there was some things just from that separated it from the original that was like, okay, I can I can understand why this movie was made because it doesn't fall while it follows some of the similar beats of the original. There was enough differences to make me go, okay, this makes sense, and I can enjoy the movie for that. But there was a small, it was those smaller decisions, or not not smaller decisions, but those, it was those creative decisions in the things that they tried to separate the original. Try to, try to separate itself from the original that made me go maybe you just should have done uh, maybe you should have just done a remake of the original and call it a day but I but I know I would hate if they, have, if they had done that because then there would be no justification for making the movie in the first place or where I am but as I said it's not it's not a bad movie if you're just and someone who's just like dead like, set I'm against Disney, Disney remaking uh, the originals, the then you're just not—you're not going to like the movie, regardless. I just wasn't—I wasn't, but you—but you saw Lion King, though. But the fun. But guess what's funny is like I'm—I didn't see Lion. I still haven't watched Lion King because I figured they're going to remake Lion King. They're just going to make. Remake it. Maybe take a couple things I mean, out, but they're well, basically going to remake the same movie. A lot with Mulan. They didn't really no, do that. I, get and that. I appreciate like they, that more, but I know it. I can't appreciate that. No one's that. really going to see they, it they're because trying to make it different from the original Disney's Disney movie pattern of remaking the exact same film. Even though this well, film they actually apparently is, didn't keep original different like keep from the, the original story of the um, ballad, but I can appreciate them trying to be different. But the thing with Mulan, why people didn't want to see it is because there were so many um, more political social issues behind it, which made it like, oh, I can't I refuse to support this. You know, it's problematic. So. um, mm. 
And that's a good point. But my only issue with mm. that is, it's always, it's it's the idea of we selectively choose what we will and not will and won't support when it's mm. problematic. Because there's a lot of things pro- problematic in the world mm-hmm. that people will still go out and see, and they'll and they won't bat an eye. But I guess because they were against the Disney remakes anyway, and there was the backlash with the um, mm-hmm. sort of the Hong Kong stuff around it, and some of the um, mm-hmm. I don't know they brought in the movie. It did. Um, it did because they had thanked them in the, the credits at the end of the movie the for whatever part. I forgot the name of the province, but that what, province North, of China where they China pretty much shot on concentration camps. I don't know if that got brought into that so, as well. But, but you do bring up okay, a good so point about the selective outrage regarding that because, you know, um, and Disney is a good example of that because it's like, okay, let's not support Mulan. Let's, you know, boycott Mulan. But then again, like if you still have a Disney plus account, you're still giving money to Disney. And then, you know, people are like, and I will include myself in this. I have, I had a bias against the Mulan remake. I had a bias against the Disney remakes in general, especially after seeing the Lion King remake. But then I will proudly loudly go on about Hamilton and that is you know a play if you want to go there that I don't want to say glorifies but it does like put um historical figures who would have enslaved people like us you know who didn't consider us human for example um you know there was an end to that sentence, but I, I lost it in the middle of that. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> okay, I'm saying like with Hamilton, like, yeah, like there's all these people of color in it and it's written by um, a Puerto Rican man and all of that. But it's still a story that is in a way. No, um, no, I don't. I'm praising, so to speak, um these men who would have been enslaving black people who would have um, had all these affairs who would have been a part of all of these problematic systems um, of government and of society, you know, like if people can support something like that, even though like, of course it's not like all the proceeds and stuff from Hamilton are going to like, anything related to the founding fathers, I highly doubt it. Well, but, been a- you know, if we could support something like that, but then be like, oh, you know, I don't want to watch Mulan because they're doing all these human rights violations. Like, you know what I mean? That's probably a weak example, but you, you, you know where I'm going with this? Yes. Yes. No, it's. it's uh, I get it. I. I. I think I do. I think because it's, it's very similar to what I saw when, when the NBA were was having their issues with China, and they were, and so NBA has a large fan base in China. They have a large sort of market share in China financially. So, so for their standpoint as a business, they they couldn't necessarily undercut the idea of, hey, this is still our 
a business, but that's then people f- use that against them to say, well, if you don't care about, mm, yeah. or you guys aren't going to be actively against China and how they treat people, then why should we care if you guys are I get the, protesting yeah, I get the what happens in America? But I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and, I, and it's a fair point, but, it, but the people who are making that argument, Brie, are tend to be people who don't care yeah. about either. Right? Like, it's the people the who select- are making... Yeah. Yeah, the people were making the argument, but there's like, and I felt, and I saw that a lot, especially on Twitter, where the people were like, "Oh, what about oh, China? I'm I'm like, so, you don't ahead, care about ahead. China? Don't pretend to care." Like it, it just drives me nuts when it's like, if you genuinely, if you genuinely care about one issue, then you should genuinely care about the other, right? And if you're gonna use the NBA's lack, if you're gonna use the NBA's lack of but caring, you're ruining my sports. You can't, you can't use it. that against me if you don't care at all yourself. It's like kind you know of the same I mean? like thing. It doesn't know? make sense to me to be like, oh, you uh, don't or care. Or similar thing because I was I thinking about Disney about again. Going I'm going to use Disney, it against you because I don't want you uh, talking about something else. A lot of good products, very problematic company. You know where earlier this year everybody wanted to have a say so about George Floyd and wanted to give their two cents. Companies, corporate corporations included and Disney wanting to say like we support Black Lives Matter and da 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 but then turn around and treat one of their I guess employees or temporary employees John Boyega pretty terribly and again taking it back to China because you know he was lauded or he was going to he was like in a way set up to be like the protagonist like Finn was supposed to be the main character of the Star Wars sequel trilogy but then he got sidelined so hard because yes i mean if you look at the force awakens trailer the original force awakens force awakens trailer he was the first face you saw he had the most compelling backstory out he, of all the new characters was. that were introduced in that story he was even in the trailer you see him holding the um, lightsaber looking like he was about to go up holding luke's lightsaber no less um, looking like he was about to go up against kylo ren but then the follow-through with that was so weak and you know he had like this big huge like his picture on the main trailer and in the west more specifically in america it was huge like he was a, like setting it up like he was going to be a huge part of the story but then in china like they shrunk it to where you could barely notice him on the trailer and in the following subsequent movies his role was reduced to where he was like this buffoonish idiot to where and um who couldn't function without ray and that's literally all he did and um the rise of skywalker which is run behind ray and just yell her name the whole time and john boyega like a, a clearly as soon as the um ndas ran out um literally just like spilled all the tea on that so it's just like the selective it's like frustrating on two sides like the selective outrage from the general public but then it's also the selective um support of social issues um with corporations you know what i mean so it's like i guess like the the moral of the story is is to if you're gonna stand on something stand on it a hundred percent you know if you're gonna support black lives matter that has to include your employees who aren't marvel you know who aren't just marvel and yeah still never gonna see mulan 2020 by the way so yeah
Okay. That's that's fine. I saw it for the both of us in AK. And as I said, not a bad movie. Just not. It's not. It, but it's just like the rest of the other remakes they've done. It's not the original. And and I think at a certain point, Disney's going to have to sort of focus on creating new stuff like, and not relying on the originals, despite the fact they know that they're going to make billions mm-hmm. or at the very least close to billions. Right. Because because it's getting to a point where it feels like Disney itself is just relying on having a market share in the streaming platform with um, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And then releasing their remakes, and then releasing their Marvel movies, which are guaranteed to usually make upwards of five hundred million dollars. So marketable, more. so marketable, right? And so they're so it's sort of, and I don't, and I, and it's probably what's going to end up happening. They're probably going to keep doing it because people are going to yeah. keep paying for it because we love nostalgia, we love the things we're familiar, we love the things we're familiar with. And we're just and they're and they and as I yeah. said, just saying they went in the NBA. Yeah. They're both businesses. With they're not. Well, they may they may have some leaning into into uh, into politics. And that's very they're true. And it's easier to say and they're gonna I stand go with something, the but put no part. real action. Just, uh, and that's another thing. Like we just live in a day and age where the, just the to say most we stand minimum effort is rewarded. So people can just put like the little black screen on their Instagram for a day or a corporation can just put out the statement. We support Black Lives Matter, but then do nothing like have no real follow up behind it. And people still be like, oh, wow, that's so great of you to say that. But it's like, no, you know, like if you're going to stand on that, then you have to really stand on that. And if you don't, then you know if you don't say anything at all like you have to suffer the consequences of that but at least like people can't call you out on that you know what i'm saying because i just i never know if what um but the because I, I like I'll just have like this yeah, thought and it'll like you know sound saying. okay in my head but then when I actually like talk it out I'm like oh wait I don't know if that even makes sense <laughs> you really are your father's child I did I, we could have ended it right there okay so I actually I'm not 100% caught up uh, but I, I finally want to talk about an anime that is I, not my hero. Yeah, I think you already gave okay. story over so, so what is it that you want to I talk about? What is it you want to talk about today? What? Yes. So stunning. So brave. Anyway, um, I do want to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen because I have a... I don't want to say like diversity. I have a lot of feelings about it, but... Um, it's a diversity. I do have some feelings about it. So I was initially hesitant because I was like, I never, I don't know what I'm ever going to catch up. You know, I don't want to start something and then like have it take up all of my attention or something like that. Um, 
I know, but I just, I'm so bad at finishing. <laughs> I'll start something and then just start, like when it comes to anime, I'll just start so many series and then just like never finish. Like I, I can't tell you how many series I've gotten like halfway like through or a certain or number episodes. of episodes through and just like has not, you know, finished. But with Jujutsu Kaisen, since it's relatively new, it's actually at 10 episodes now. And I just haven't seen the most recent one yet. But um so it is in a way like a typical shonen anime um it follows this kid named um yuji i think his name is and he's like super strong he has super speed he's like you know has subhuman levels of physical ability but he doesn't have any like cursed energy or anything like that because that's like the superpower in this series but he ends up taking this like cursed object which is like this finger or something of this um spirit <laughs> or something called um ryomen uh sukuna and pretty much he like gets into this fight um he gets like these curses like these curses come out and they like almost kill his friends and then he winds up eating this finger this sounds so weird out of context this just sounds weird but anyway um he ends up eating this finger then he gets like i'm trying to like give a brief brief recap no spoilers so anyway he eats like this finger and then he gets this power of this sukuna character and he actually like i hate to say it this way because you're recapping the possesses entire show. his body but um yuji is actually able to control it so he can't be really he can like turn it on and off essentially so yeah but then he gets control because no, he, shonen protagonist but he, but he does plot possess armor. his body though he's, he's so, not, he does get control yeah and then because of that he instead of being like a normal high school kid he winds up going to this school where they're they train these sorcerers um in the art of jujutsu so that is the brief synopsis of jujutsu kaisen and so it gave me some low-key Naruto vibes. It gave me Full Metal Alchemist vibes. I'm not saying that it is a completely unoriginal story, but the thing with a lot of mainstream shonen is that they will always be compared to one of the big ones that came before. And of course, if it's anything like Naruto, it'll be compared to that. If it's anything like Dragon Ball Z, it can it'll be compared to that. If it's anything like One Piece, it'll be compared to that. And what's funny is that there was um, this one joke in one of the episodes, I want to say like episode six or seven, where they actually make fun of that. He's like, I was, I thought I was going to do like this Kamehameha wave. I thought I was going to do like a Rasengan or a Spirit Gun or something like that. And I was like, okay, at least you acknowledge that. <laughs> at least you acknowledge all the things that came before, you know? So, um, and the way that they kind of slip in and out of like the serious, but still adding in the humor and all of that, I just find to be really hilarious because the duality of all of the characters and the story overall is just like stark contrast, you know? Um, it's just really funny to just see like 
they'll just go tell me these goofy jokes my second and then like all of a sudden they're trying to like fight these little like monster things or whatever so curses whatever <laughs> okay but anyway they go fighting them and then just like kind of go back and forth that way so that's really funny so um at the moment i don't really have spirits um a favorite character but spirits. the one that everybody and i do mean everybody talks about is um gojo and i can see the hype i can see the hype he is like definitely the charismatic character like i've seen him compared to um kakashi from naruto like quite a bit so that's kind of interesting and i can definitely see the parallels too with that but um yeah like he's the most like at least as far as the show is concerned at the moment he's like the most powerful character in the show and you know just is super cocky but like hilarious and like i said like super charismatic of a character like a super charismatic type of character so um definitely a lot of fun to watch him especially like he if he's ever on screen it's just like oh, okay yeah we can forget about ug now he's the um he's like the main character now he's one of those types so you know um but yeah, overall, um, I think it's pretty interesting so far. It's kind of a fun show, you know. Um, I like it so far, and it's like good. I don't want to say that like it's good filler, but it's a good thing to watch because now I'm currently waiting for uh, Attack on Titan season four to come back. Daniel doesn't watch it. I'm kind of solo dolo on that, so whenever I finish watching that, or at least get somewhat caught up to that, I'll do. A review on that too so but yeah i enjoy jujutsu kaisen and it turned me on to this japanese band who does the ending theme um ali is that their name daniel okay anyway he's ignoring me i guess so yeah um i think the name of the band is ali and they have like really great music um it's super upbeat it's like a mix of disco funk jazz r&b rap like so many different things like they are a talented group so um if you check them out literally ollie a-l-i um check them out if you want on um, whatever uh music thing you have so yeah so those are my thoughts on jujutsu kaisen maybe daniel can rejoin the conversation or i could just have a one shot in the middle of an episode. <laughs> I was trying to be done, but you decided to stop talking. <laughs> okay, I'm finished. Are you done or are you finished? More so like in the done. characters, like not the... I was I was gonna I was gonna let you ride because you wanted to I, talk about uh Jujutsu Kaisen and you compared it to mm. Naruto, which was weird. I didn't get that vibe at all. I don't I didn't I didn't get that at all. Cause I cause I don't even I don't even look at it as one of those big sort of shonen animes either. I cause those sort of stereotypes that you like if you like I talked about this on the one shot last week about when I was talking about um, Black Clover 
And there were a lot more elements I saw for between Black Clover, Naruto, One Piece, and Dragon Ball than I that hasn't been apparent to mm-hmm. me with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. It feels that show feels like I want to say like you're you're run of the mill anime, but it feels like it feels like its own little niche of of uh, of mm-hmm. in the anime world where. Like you can tell, like just from, I, I'm trying to figure out how to, how how I can mm-hmm. word it properly. It's just it doesn't feel like they're building to a scale that's going to be on the that would be on the level of one of those major shonen animes, right? So that's why for me, it never yeah. While watching all the these ten episodes, it's never come across to me like, oh, this is going to be one of those big shonen animes that has. A hundred plus episodes. And that's kind of why like, I, I just, can see this having three yeah. seasons, but I don't think it's going to go have any more than that. Like I don't, like I don't really. That's why it just never gave me those vibes because it even with Yuji, uh, it didn't feel I, like you were setting up a character. From, but I personally who's going to go on disagree. the. Because I feel like I mean he's technically going know, on the hero's journey. It just feels like there are a lot of but it's like not, one of the middle but it's not the shonen sort of same hero's journey. It's more so elements to it. And what I was I'm going to die at the end. I just need to know. Was like I want to have control of how I die. Kind of reminded me at least like, like set it up early, early that he's going to die. Not so which much. Which is why I never thought about it as but the hero. Like the I never thought about the like hero's journey. I thought of it as I'm going to save some people and try to save my own life at the same time. But um him just being like kind of like a a version of sasuke and then uh nobara very similar to me like sakura but just less useless and annoying so um and then like people have been saying that um gojo was like kakashi but just in some ways better or improved or something like that so um i also (laughs) I I haven't either, but I've at least like seen or you know just followed enough anime things to like kind of be somewhat reminded. Like I don't know the full details of the story, but just like you know remembering just a little bit of the basic characters how they were in the beginning of the series. So that's kind of why I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, I can see that comparison or, oh, yeah, I definitely understand why people say I, that. So I, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I have not gotten any of these vibes from this but, show. Maybe it's because I haven't watched Naruto in a while, but I... Maybe. But... Mm. I guess I, I think it just made people who are more familiar with Naruto than I am because I was never the biggest fan of it. So that's why I don't see the connection point, though. I have watched Naruto. I have watched a lot of these major shonen animes. It's just this show just doesn't feel like that no, to me. But at least like 100, I, I can like see even it. Just when it uh, I think it'll be popular like even enough. When it, just, when it starts, it just doesn't feel like. Oh, we're coming into this world and we're going to have, and it's going to expand and it's going to get so huge mm. and all this stuff. Like it, 
it never felt it just never came off that no. way to me so i never looked at it in the guise of oh it's going to be a major show in anime that's mm-hmm. going to have hundreds of episodes because i do you think this is going to have hundreds of episodes i can't i i think it gets to 60 at most point. i think it'll be i think it'll be very popular yeah. i just don't think from the way the story is lining up i don't think you're going to get to a hundred with it i think you're going to get to 60 or something like that you'll get through three seasons of it and you'll be you'll be done like i look at it like mm-hmm. another show that's going on right now fire force fire force is, mm. is very shown in um elements as well heavy shown in elements as well but that's another show where i go at a certain point i don't think this is gonna go a hundred episodes because i don't see the like i don't see the never-ending end goal you know what i mean like a lot of shonen anime like that there's a never-ending goal like black clover you have i was just about to say like what was goku's goal there you know and um asta's goal of getting becoming the the uh, wizard king and well universe, i guess you right? can't get like but that's a goal that they're not going to be able to reach of episodes for years, out of that. right that's a goal they're not going to reach for years so that's why i can see a show like that going on for two three four hundred episodes because you can stretch that goal out for years same thing with mm-hmm. like um with with dragon ball at times all you the premise of extending that story is new threat new threat fight 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 that's literally it so you can extend that to to be the strongest there is, Brie. Simple as that. So you can always keep... You see what I'm saying? Because that's a goal that's so open-ended. All you have to do as a, as a show creator is keep creating um, well, the thing someone is, stronger is like, than If him. his goal is to die, it right? can so be... Like you, you think you've exhausted all like your choose time. Choose the way he dies, not when necessarily. So that is where the stretch can be. Sell or boo, you know. And then you throw in a Jiro, and next thing you know, Goku has a new thing to do. Or you give Frieza a new form, and now Goku has another thing to reach. Oh, I missed that. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, so I just don't see that with. At least I can't see that in the beginning stages. Beginning stages of Jujutsu Kaisen, where it's like. Where's that never-ending goal where you can just keep moving the goalposts? Oh, along? that's what that deal was. The one finger. Okay. No, he's choosing when. It's when he gets all of um, Saksuna's uh, body parts or his fingers or whatever. It's when he consumes all of those. So yeah, that's the beginning of the episode. He, they basically tell him... We're going to kill you as soon as you either you can either choose to not mm-hmm. consume them now and we'll kill you now, or you can choose to consume all of them and we'll kill you. And Which he only has, I think he has 10. No, he has 10. No, he has two. No, by the time you get to episode 10, I think he has two or three. But he has, I think he had 10 arms or yeah, I think he has 10 arms. So it's what, 50 fingers. So I think you can stretch that out for maybe if you want to throw in a bunch of filler. Yeah, you can probably get to 100. Now that I think about it, if you really stretched out and had a lot of filler that didn't necessarily push anything forward. But I, but I guess I'm thinking once you get to that, get to those, Wait, that 50th was, finger. What was there? It's been a while since I watched like, Metal Alchemist. What are you doing at that point? We're, we're oh, done. Oh, like, yeah. the, the show's Duh. over. You either Literally you the whole point of the show. 
I'm sure at the end of it, they're not going to kill him. They're going to say, oh, you can get you get to live because you did all this good work and whatever. Or they'll kill him and we'll keep it moving. So that's why I'm saying it did. The premise of it is so different from like, it, like you even mentioned like Full Metal Alchemist, right? Even that, I think they even did. their end goal, it though we like knew what it was. OG Full Metal Alchemist. That was an end goal you could stretch forever um, if you truly wanted to. They did. But like I said, it's been a while since I've watched it. To get their bodies back. It was to get their bodies back. No, it wasn't like Naruto. Yeah. One so they piece eventually levels. do get their body and they eventually get their bodies back. But it's that was such a goal where if you kept pushing it, keeping it, if you kept um, sort of mm-hmm. dangling it out of their reach, you could have stretched Full Metal Alchemist, which is why I'm never first one in the Brotherhood for <laughs> probably hundreds of episodes if you really truly wanted to. They, to an extent, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah, and it's on like I mean, what, some extent, parts of it, it are wasn't on one crazy service, to the point another of part on another I, service. Like I don't have time. Where I'm seeing, I'm never watching. Where it. I'm seeing Verve update, <laughs> seeing just updated on Verve, um, One Piece, right? One Piece. That's they've stretched that since 1999. Because because what's the point now? Because you would have to watch over. I think it's what a thousand plus episodes, and that's only what they have on Verve. They don't. I don't think Verve has the entire catalog of episodes. Mm. That's how, because that's how big it is at this point. So if you didn't start watching it, or you, or if you stopped at a certain point, like I did, and then you tried to come back to it, you wouldn't even know where to begin. You'd have to start for. You would have to start from scratch because of how many episodes it has. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I gotcha. just don't see that with this show. It feels like yeah. their story, yeah. though, they're going to have some side plots, from, some filler episodes. It seems pretty. Yeah, it's kind sort of, of uh, so far. So. It seems like the story is pretty streamlined. It's here's what we want. Here's what we're getting to. It's we're not trying to weave around and do all this other stuff. It's collect these fingers before anyone else does. That is the goal. That is what we're doing. <laughs> Nothing more, nothing less. Get to that goal. That's why I never looked at it mm. in that those similar veins of some of the major gotcha. shonen animes over the past thirty plus years. First down. Very interesting, and I like the music. And I told you that the music gives me a lot of. Um, Cowboy Bebop vibes, mm. where ca- music was such a heavy part of mm. the show's storytelling narrative. Now, it, it doesn't do it to the extent that Cowboy Bebop did, where my name in April. it felt like the music was a character in the yeah, show. Yeah, I heard about the it. I never nice watched in the show. Spoilers. It's good to listen to when it does creep up and when it's really no. Nice, I didn't. I just know what it's talking but about. It's I just know what you're talking about. That um, that it was for Cowboy Bebop, and I went. I've been looking for a show that's like that, you know, a show that sort of has a t- similar vein. And it's not like a musical show either, because I've watched some musical shows Those that are like really sad. Those kind of things are really hard to was, pull off, one, was, like, like in like, movies, um, anime, TV, whatever, like that. My Love in April or something like that, I forgot off, what the show was called. That... Is that what it was? It's an achievement in and of itself. Because, like, think about it like this. Like, if you've seen Baby Driver or even the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like, the soundtracks, even though they're all licensed. Well, that show was really sad. They are such an integral part. The music was a character. It felt like it was, you know, the music was to facilitate the actual characters, not be a character in and of itself. 
Yeah. And so I've been looking for. Infinity War. Yeah. You'll be able to sell a soundtrack. Yeah, because it doesn't fit the the whole point of um, start. Well, I don't want to say the whole point of his character, but like a large part of his character is that music. And then because he's the, the protagonist, the effectively, those movies, like it, be, it would feel weird if they showed up. You have to have and, a soundtrack. Um, so like where did they show up. At? Was it kind of like to your point? Like if they no, was, even um, had like Guardians yes. Three. Like it feel weird. They showed like up in Infinity War, and when they're you know throwback seventies, eighties music, be like, what? Get this out of here! I don't want to watch this. Especially after I've been waiting for like what five years, music since Guardians Two, if that even that, that, you know. So no, yeah. Hmm. Yes. You know, <laughs> but I, honestly, now that I think it would be kind of. Funny it just reminded me if, they of, if you've ever what. No, listen. Like I know you've watched Dexter's Lab. They took what they were going to do for Guardians. Those listening, 3, if you've watched Dexter's Lab, they had like more of that into these, Thor four um, skits and, in the middle of the show. Love they had Thunder, one right? with this like spy monkey. Because that feels like, and a, then they had this other a one with these like discount band, Avengers characters. Um, tour, right? And it was like this, you that know, like knockoff Captain America knockoff Thor like, and. Uh, um, come see off, um, uh, Guns N' Roses Hulk, Love and Thunder remember. Tour you know, this weekend you remember or whatever. what I'm like, talking about though it right? feels like that to me oh my gosh okay so like I think I think anyway though like the discount Thor was like called Van Halen or something like that and it was like kind of a mix you know what I'm talking about <laughs> because like that dude was like an idiot but like he was hilarious at the same time. So yeah, I don't remember like the name of the like discount Captain America and discount um Hulk, well, but I think like discount uh Thor was I called like Van Halen or something like that. And it was like kind of a mix of Thor, but like the band Van Halen too. So like doing all these like 80s style like hair metal type music. Oh yeah, okay. Never mind. Did anything as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, I remember related, now. Yes, so. I do remember. Oh, that's what okay. Love and Thunder. Like if they made a movie that. specifically about I I that saw, character, I, I think they would call it Love and Thunder. I saw that's that, what they saw that they episode. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay, you only had one real comedy. Jane Foster. Now imagine if they did Natalie that. Natalie Portman. But as and even more so now, that's what I want them to do with uh, Thor. I want them to do exactly that. Bree, the, the, the Thor movies have turned into comedies at this point, and okay. it's gonna t- and it- <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
And it's going to take a lot for me to believe that. Okay. Uh, what's her face? Yes. Uh, all of her accomplishments her, in her, her career. That's the best thing that you could come up Thank with you. for her. Okay. I couldn't great. remember her name. And all Good I kept know. thinking of when it came to her care. Okay. Came to her, moving right along. Was the ERB <laughs> where they right did along. Thor and Zeus. And they had the Thor character rap. I'm the I'm the thunder down under nail, nailing Natalie Portman. That's that's the only thing I, th- I think of now if, when it comes to her. But then how would you? Because it's such a funny line for them to say. <laughs> but I would I I think it'd be interesting to see if they if they basically. Oh. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of hers. Just saying. But it, but I would like to see what they do if they sort of took the model of like what that. Guardians is, put it onto Thor, and made it Thor even more ridiculous, and then tried to take. I get where you're coming from, and then tried to basically instead of making Star Lord the main character, you make um, Adam Warlock the main character because he's the self serious. He's the self-serious one. Know. So tonally, it shifts from this is a Star-Lord-led movie to this is the Adam Warlock-led movie. So tonally, it feels just so different. And so they could justify the two tonal switches between those franchises. I get where you're coming from, but one I just feels don't like, like Because I like the Guardian, the that first to Guardians, me. Okay, the first of all, like, like out of Adam all of the Warlock Marvel movies, movie. I'm really more so biased and towards the Guardians great. movies. And then they can um, establish like Adam Warlock speaking, as they're the, ones the powerful that character have the that he is. And it's you know, sort of like I don't really have a favorite a tone for his movies in those if they because there's something movies, that I love I about would, all of the characters. If they equally. decide to give him solo movies, so you can establish the tone for um, his movies. Or I just, just like what the you're aesthetic doing with and the bond that the actors like have with each other and all that sort of thing. Fighting so, each other in the same film. Um, I don't want to see that. And then just how integral, like for me. You know, in the music, generally speaking, like the music that they have in those movies, like I love that kind of stuff. So I don't want to see that tonal change. I don't like. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Yes, it does. Now respect your elders. Anyway. Um, but what I was going to say, though, is that it would be hard to take Thor seriously because people were really rubbed the wrong way with fat Thor. So that's a court. We don't need to go there. Okay. Yeah, we can go there, actually. Okay. So Thor. I personally had an it's issue modern with Fat hop. Thor because I felt like he was just used as a very cheap if it's um, the aesthetic of your plot device for comedy. You know, like, oh, it's easy to pick on this former buff dude who turned fat. And it's not like, okay, grandma, you know, any movement issue that I have with that. But it's just like, these are... It felt like right. in a way it was kind of cheapening the character, especially with all of the growth that he had yes, had I'm um, from Why especially Ragnarok and Infinity War. Like all of that character growth was kind of cheapened Funny. with all of these like really kind of lazy fat jokes and just him being kind of like this slovenly drunk. I get that they were trying to depict depression in a way, but I don't know. In a... And that's kind of why it's like, you know, I see where you're going and I can appreciate you trying to tackle a very realistic um, response, so to speak, to depression. Because, yeah, like for some people, when they get depressed, they'll 
start drinking more. They stop having ambitions. They will, you know, gain weight and things like that. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that that's people's experiences. And I'm not trying to say like uh, Marvel was wrong for trying to depict it. But I feel like in that way, because they were trying to do that, them having these fat jokes and them having all of these different things um, really cheapened that very realistic consequence. But I at least appreciate um, their. So basically what I'm saying is that I have mixed feelings about it. But what I can appreciate is that they um, at least didn't have him going through this like training montage where he gets buff again or anything like that. He just picks up as is and decides, you know what, I'm just going to get over this hump. I'm going to do whatever healing mentally um, I need to do in order to, you know, kind of like put that to the side and then focus on the mission at hand because it's more about other people. Like I have to save all of these billions of lives, you know, so I can appreciate them just saying like, even as is like, I'm still going, Lord was still like, I'm going to be heroic. I'm going to do my job. I have to get this mission done. I have to help. I can't just sit on the sidelines, you know? So I do to an extent, see what they were trying to see what they were trying to do with Fat Thor and see where they were trying to go. But there were also some things that I was like, eh, kind of dropped the ball there a little bit, you know. I'm done, by the way. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> That is the cue to just. What, do we have anything else to talk about? What? Oh, we did. No, I figure you're done. But I also, I made the mistake, Bree, of when you said, "Oh, let's record at six, I completely forgot that um, one of my favorite wrestling pay per views, War Games, is going to be on right now, and I'm currently watching it. So if I sound distracted the rest of this podcast, just know it's because I'm watching War Games. We did actually. I wanted we wanted to talk about a conversation me and Dad were having about what people find marketable, right? That and he, depends he was, on the audience. And what brought this on was he That's was talking a real about issue. Of course, and, and they were so talking about like, me cursing on the podcast. He was market saying, to people. Like, oh, if you, you want don't to have make to do things that. more family friendly. You should try to make things be like a little just, bit more. You know, more um, accessible guess, to a larger demographic. A I get where dad is coming from. Not necessarily the word he used. But then at the same time, though, if you lace, target people who don't really care about cursing or anything like that. And then, I was making the point to yeah. him that I don't think I get many where, people but, want I guess, like, I get where both of you are coming I think from, personally speaking. I authenticity in the I way I just try to be talk, more mindful of what right? I say. So people can talk. And it's so a people, hard thing, but that's a that's a whole rabbit hole in and of itself. But so that's probably... Why I'm just like I don't personally curse or anything on the show, so not, I don't really do that much anymore. But anyway, um, so anyway, I guess like anyway, I get where you're coming from. But you were saying though, the real argument is authenticity versus image, and here's the thing. If you promote yourself in an authentic way, that is still your image. So if you, your authentic self, like if um, 
if people get the vibe that that is how you are when you go to the bar, when you go to the grocery store, when you go, you know, see your family and friends, then yeah, like that's your image. And if that is, if that authenticity is your image and therefore marketable, then that is still marketable. But if you put on this persona, like if I were to say, you know, I'm not Brie, I'm whatever I come up with, you know, like I just go by some kind of alias or something like that. And I just have like this whole different persona when I record versus like when I'm at home chilling by myself or when I'm talking to you off, uh, mic or whatever or when i'm talking to a friend or something like that if that were different and but that was still likable or charismatic or marketable then yeah it really just depends on what you're trying what story you're trying to tell what um what works you know what i mean because i've seen it both ways like i've seen um even podcasters like Jesus and Mero, like i i feel like they would be the same guys i would like who they portray themselves on their show, on their podcast, whatever. I feel like those would be the dudes I would meet at the grocery store or at the bodega or whatever. Whereas like K-pop stars, for example, they go through years of training, years of, you know, however the K-pop training aspect works to portray this image and that's still marketable. Do I think that the BTS, for example, who they portray themselves in the media, do I think that that's who they are off camera, off screen, off stage? No, I don't know anything about BTS, mind you, but exactly. So both things can be marketable. The image you're trying to portray, if that sells, then it sells. If authenticity sells, then it sells. So it depends. It's not a matter of marketability, or I'm sorry, it's not a matter of authenticity versus image. It's a more so knowing the audience and how to market to that. It's knowing the story you want to tell and the image that you want to put out there about whoever other than and putting what they it want out there. And knowing how to market to that. You know? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yes, and I think, and I think the point I was making to Dad, and I will say it here, is that it's I don't, at least for me, what it came to to when he, what he was saying was I don't want to put on mm -hmm. the idea of I my professional self is self I want people to see when we're on the podcast because that's not I, I I that bothers me even when I'm at at work that I have to do that because I understand that's the best sort of best way to operate in a professional office setting. But this is not a professional office setting. It's a podcast. This is us being more loose, free, free form. That's a better way for it. Being more free form. And I look like, I don't know if you watched Kevin Hart's new special, right? But a, if you had watched it, a lot of what his jokes were about and a lot of the story he was trying to tell throughout that entire, um, 
that entire special was about the idea of struggling with the fact that he has crafted it in an image and he's crafted an image in which that allows him to be very marketable. It allows him to get a lot of movie opportunities, allows him mm-hmm. to not only put a lot of money in his pocket, but put a lot of money in the pocket of the people around him. The and so there's line. this yeah. constant struggle where he's having yeah. this authentic self, right? Where he wants to, as he's mentioned in many in in podcasts, on radio interviews, things like that, where he, he sort of envies how Dave Chappelle can be sort of just open and true to himself and not have the concern of the fact that he is yeah. a caregiver, so to speak, for a bunch of people. As as Kevin says, I'm a CEO. I can't I can't just do and say what I want if that affects the bottom uh, the bottom line of other people. And so there's that understanding, but I also find it that mm. they will get to a point, for, at least for him, and this is just in general when it comes to people who are trying to project to a public He's face. He's a very talented that, architect and designer, to a point by the way, where you're if you guys say, didn't know I'm that. I'm done with this, right? And that's why I think the idea, the idea of authenticity should, should tend to be the goal, and that's why I will lean more towards. I'm always a... Th- someone who thinks of things of being unique, right? I've every sort of every fiber of my being is about doing things that are unique. When it comes, like I tell mom, when I was, when I, when she asked me, kind of boring, what is honestly. my architectural style? For or example. that's kind of a boring I don't know. Mentality. It depends. It's, we'll I mean, see. but I'm I always just, I don't a per- think- like specifically with stuff like that. I'm always just a person, even with myself it. now, but always my, trying to my find point growth. is that, Always trying I, to improve to be the person in some who says, this way. Is what trying I am. to see that's it. what can be done I don't feel better like that's within myself, within my mentality, within my actions, all of I'm that. This one way, so, and I'm always going to be this way because I don't find that in itself to be authentic. When you hear someone say, "I am who I am," and there's nothing changing that, I'm like, "Well, well if there's nothing changing it, then there shouldn't." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like. It, That's what I mean. But that's what I mean. That's why I brought up growth. Because like when you say things like that, you're cutting yourself off. So that's why I personally don't like hearing that. And I just find that boring because why would you like my thing is is this is like But I'm not even like I'm not even thinking about bettering yourself. I'm just thinking about just living. You're making cut yourself off like that. Like if I were to say at almost twenty six constantly absorbing, right? Like there's I'm always gonna be the way that that I am right now. You're just one way. Did you say eighty six? Authentic, because then you're basically like cutting you. yourself anyway, out. But seriously, from, though, like if I were to say, from, um, I'm almost twenty six. Like if I were to say, like, okay, the way I am right now, or the way I'll be when I turn officially turn twenty six, like the way that I'm gonna be at that stage in my life, that's how I'm always gonna be. Do you know how dull I will be? Why would I be the same way in my late mid to late twenties, and my thirties, and my forties? In my fifties, eighty-six. You know what I mean? That's why cut yourself off like that. Why yes, limit yourself that way? You know what I mean? I know I'm taking a bit of a tangent with what you were saying, but that's just how I view that specific thing. Like, oh, I'll always be this way. Like, why? <sighs> hmm. Yeah, like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali said mm. something similar to that, where he was basically, I'm going to butcher this quote, but essentially the idea was, if you're mm-hmm. the same person at 20, or same person at 30 that you were at 20, it's basically like, what the and hell were you doing in that, te- in that decade of time, right? And so, and, it, and when it goes to what's marketable, I think that showing, if you, like say, going using BTS, for example, if BTS is making presenting themselves mm-hmm. the same way, making the same sort of music that they are, whatever their ages are now, and they're doing that 10 years from now, guess what's going to happen? They're going to grow old. They're going to grow stale. Mm-hmm. No one's going to, they're, they're as popular as they are now, they're going to lose that steam in a decade. It's the same reason why you see a lot of boy bands, a lot of young um, music stars where you don't see that growth. Where you, if you don't see that grow from them as they get older, you're gonna go. When what have you been doing? Yikes! So when it comes to like marketability, I th- market. I think marketability should always be the thing of it. Mm-hmm. It grows oh, over wow. time, right? Where you can see that. Where you can see that progression, right? Like you yeah. brought up Jesus uh, and Mero and how they're <laughs> how they uh, how they're a certain way, or at least they present themselves a certain way, but. Even just in the short period very, of time they've been in the very that short period of time, and, by the time they've been in the public public light, they have grown and you've seen it. Same thing with Charlemagne, where you see how he was like I think I, th- I was listening to the Breakfast Club podcast and they I think they were saying that ten year I, I think their ten year anniversary agree, was this week. And I last will week. bring up a different example because you, you brought up musicians in, in particular. And just him as a person. Think about from when and I the hate to do this because I know I'm going to rub now, some people right? the wrong way when I say how this, that, but just understand at least where I'm coming from as somebody who's not actively involved in more as you whippersnappers say the hippity hoppities and the trapping. But because there is that growth, anyway, I'm just leaning into how old you think I am. So anyway, opportunities grow with it. Yeah, both. Anyway, um, but I was going to bring up Jay-Z and Nicki Minaj, for example, where Jay-Z, um, you know, he was very much like any other rapper nowadays, like very flashy, talking about how much money he has. And he still does that. Don't get me wrong. You know, but yeah. I don't know what whippersnappers say, hippity hoppity. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to bring up, too, like so thinking about. We that was how you think you are. Go too deep with this, but I was gonna specifically bring out the 444 album, and just how you really hear, even if you're not like the okay. biggest Jay Z fan, you can at least hear the growth of a man who knows that um, he made a lot, a lot of mistakes in his life, and it cost him a lot of relationships. But he does it in a very different and way than he did. In as far as like the, the flashiness 90s, of so. his, you know, the it's a rapper lot more, persona thing. I'm flashy um, and responsible how, at the same time. Uh, he is, at least wanted to give that back and like give that little tip, the tidbit of knowledge that he had in um, Story of OJ. Whereas I was going to bring up Nicki Minaj, where I don't necessarily know if there's been that much of a change sonically, musically, lyrically, especially um, in her music from when she was doing Roman. The whole Roman thing versus most recently with the Queen album. And not to say that she's never had any deep lyrics or anything like that. She never talked about her deeply personal life. But at least from what's been popular and promoted, 
Not so much. I'm sorry, but what were you going to say? I I think she... Mm. No, I was, I was gonna say that. I, yeah, I think you've seen changes in. I, th- I think the interesting about Nicki mm. Minaj, right, is the fact that you've seen that there's always been sort of this. I want to call it a struggle. She may not view it that way, but you see a, a an artist who is sort of going back and forth between. I'm really popping one moment, Friday? but then I'm really Pink Friday? hip hop the next. And you, and you saw in certain albums where tonally she just kept shifting. Yeah. And so it always came off like she was battling something within herself as she was making her albums that always felt so different from one another because you could tell that at a different time she felt different about what she was creating. So you have like Queen sounds so much different than um um oh, what was the one that had super bass on it? When I, I, something like that. I forgot what it was called. But those two, but that entire album sounds incredibly mm. poppy compared to Queen, right? And I, I think you see someone like and that that's where kind of why there is I a marketability in the fact that up. she's constantly as far as growth goes have, she's i was more so there just is that struggle of talking about what not do necessarily I really like the be. shifts between the but i also think there's poppy side and the hip-hop side of her but you know she she knows a lot of people said like nobody wants to hear you money, rap about but she also know, knows the kitty cat or whatever people say credibility while you're in your 50s and, and now, there's that struggle between those two things. I'm just, I'm just saying nobody wants to hear you rap about like how tight your body is and how like snatched your waist is and how much money you have, all of that when you're in your 50s, especially if you're a woman, you know, like you should, that's why I'm saying like, I haven't seen that kind of growth from Nicki Minaj the way that I have with Jay-Z. But then at the same time though, that's also kind of like a bad example because female rappers just have it harder than the men because the men can talk about literally anything and it doesn't, and it'll just go. But like <laughs> women, for the most part, they're kind of Very put into this box, that. you know, where you don't see female rappers who don't talk about like sex and money and all this other stuff still have longevity in specifically <laughs> rap the way that some of the men do i mean and then you know like you you're not i don't think there's going to be like a female version of jay-z who can rap about whatever at however old he is now i think that's just going to be like almost impossible because like think about um some of the rappers who are who who came up either before him or like around the same time as him you know like you're not gonna see um lil kim in a present manner like you're not gonna see queen latifah make an actual rap album anytime soon a lot of them either move a lot of them have to move on to something else you know because rap isn't gonna be sustaining for them for that long and that just shows a lot about the rap game like the rap game is really a young man's game at the end of the day but um yeah Mm. 
That's true. Yes, but at the same time, I think there's one of the things that you see with a lot of female rappers, at least, is that a lot of their presentation and is that's the kind of my point. That they're with young that. And, and I just feel like and once that's they stop kind being so young, so many even the female rappers sort of dampens over time. And I think that's part like of the, a rhapsody. For part example. of the thing about like she authenticity, it's yeah, so criminal. You sell your body, but if you're not selling yourself one, and, and meeting to, your um, your thoughts, your beliefs, your personality. You know, and all you're really selling like she is either, if she were mainstream, she would have to eventually talk about something else world. because, like, you know, At if you can't sell time, the image, yeah, with they'll a still be out of this world. Rapper, but like you'll you be said, 60 and no one's going to really care as much. They just go by the wayside. That's why you see like Queen Latifah doing more movies and TV shows and things like that now, and you know, MC Light too. So that's kind of what I mean. Like, with it's harder for, I mean, it's hard to keep that longevity in a young man's industry but it's even more so when you come out the gate as a female rapper already being put into okay i'm talking about deep stuff so i'm gonna be in this box versus i'm talking about like less deep stuff i'm talking about like very shallow stuff and i'm gonna be in this category you know so that's kind of why and personally speaking, that's kind of why I find at least a lot of mainstream rap kind of boring for that very reason. So, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Hot shower. I, I have too, but my goodness, I can't stand that song. But it also, it's it at times though it does stand to reason with even with some male artists that that does come across. Like I was, I key, I think about um, Chance the Rapper's album, The Big Day, right? Mm. While while there while there are definitely some some things sonically on there that weren't. Here's good, the thing. One of the major, I. Yeah, like hot shower. Even though I found there's some appeal that I've heard. Here's more the thing: there's hot a shower. There's deeper. Well, I don't want to say deeper. Like it's not that deep, but there's but more the to it than just that. It's not I, the, the fact the that oh, I nobody wants to hear about how happy from you are about his wife. It's oh, that there's I don't no like the lyrics story or I don't like the music. It's his wife. Oh my really. god, why is he have to like keep we, talking about how happy you his made marriage a whole is? Album about your wife. Why is he have to keep talking about that? Who cares? People who don't know anything about your wife will listen to the whole album and still know nothing. About your wife, Chance sometimes you know, he, there's no really real story about, that, about their like, relationship. Just really, happy that he's there. It's just like, married? oh, yeah, my wife is the best, my wife is gorgeous, my wife is this, my wife is that. And it's just like you're telling us about your wife without telling Ooh. us really about your wife, you know, like if there were more songs kind of doing more storytelling, um, about their relationship, about how they met, about the um, up and downs that they've had and he did a little bit of that on coloring book but it, you know for this to be dedicated like taking us like a bit more of a journey you know and it's I was going to get to that I'm sorry
Mm. I get that. But I think I the get thing that. you got to realize coloring book and, and the big day. Were no, two, and I, so, I get where you're coming no, from. I was two different albums, but they were two. Anyway, two I get where you're coming where from the big with day, that. Big day was telling the celebration oh of marriage. Gosh. It's not the, anyway, it's not I the ups, get it's where not you're coming from with that, but it's, the issue I'm is, is that if you're going to market something about the joy of it, I'm so happy about the joy of this relationship, the joy of, reflecting on the joy actually having this union. If you're going to sell that and expect people to care about that, give them the story to care people were you know just getting to the big happy day without the context it's like if you were to just see the end of return of the jedi when you know the empire is defeated and they're all celebrating and they're all super happy if you saw just that without any context to the rest of the story then it's just like okay that's great why should i care and that's kind of how i feel like people took it where it's just like you saw the end goal without saying the full story so i'm saying what i'm personally saying is is that without the story of their relationship instead of making it just the celebration having like at least some context of the full story would have made it a little bit more enjoyable and understandable but what i was also going like the deeper thing but then what i was also getting at too is that with the the context behind the scenes with the big day is that he had only up to that point been married for like three to four months. So how joyous can, or how much can people appreciate this um, wedding? You know, this marriage that you talk about is so great and talking about like, Oh, I love being married and all of that. We've only been married for three months. That's nothing, you know, that, and I mean, there's a lot. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's <sighs> No, that's not, that's again, not what I'm saying. It's like, oh yeah, but it's saying like, oh yeah, being married a, is again, great, but it's like if you've only been not, married for three to four months, you're still in that honeymoon. Oh, I've been married for 60 years. Phase, I think so of course it sounds great. He, you know, uh, I think presented it as, oh, I'm, having, I'm just recently married. I, having this, this is the happiest day of my life. I'm so excited about something as complicated as a relationship. I think that's the context of the entire album. I don't want to say rose people the wrong way, but it's not exciting. You know, it's hard to, and Here's then, the of course, like, if you think about married, albums or like, think about well, songs, I'm not saying months. I'm joyless. I just don't. I personally, you know, I'm happy for him. That's great. And all. I just don't care. I, I have no re. I because of everything I'm saying right now, I just personally have no reason to care about this album. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's and then think about like there's nothing really the struggle. Think about one song outside of Hot Shower being just like really bad. Think about like any song off the top of your head from that album. They're Joeless. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking of too. That's the, but that's. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
This okay, but what you're doing right now is kind of my point. Whereas you think about like acid rap, you think of even about coloring book, uh, and there's oh, way more memorable memorable songs with, um, on those. I I, I would argue, it, like I can think. Okay, Juice was the easily the best song on acid I rap. In Vogue, I really like the one with In Vogue. I like the one. Okay, with, what um, is your? What would you say it is? Um. With John Legend, that starts the album. I forgot the name of it. I mean, but I guess my point is that oh, with Acid Rap, which is, I don't care what anybody tells me, um, Acid Rap is his definitive body of work. You know, it's what put him on and it's easily like has the most memorable mm-hmm. of his songs, the best of his songs, you know, and it's... <laughs> it was, I don't think it was easily the best song. I would have to look it up. Give me a second. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, I know you're talking about Big Day, but the song, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I feel like my point has been made. So thank you. Anyway. Oh, I, I, no, I like all day long. I like, do you remember? I like, um, I got you, which is, which is the song I was thinking, the song we were thinking of. I'm talking about the big day. I like Big Fish with Gucci. Oh, is that why you brought up Chance? Because that he is a great well, example you didn't of like that. The album, so you're not going to remember the things you didn't like. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even though you, you're not, even though you yourself are not. Well, I guess the thing, and I'm not saying that I'm tired of Chance. I was just really disappointed with um the big day, but presenting um, a, a marketable image. I feel is like awesome, and he marketed himself as his this family but man, time, this pure uh, wholesome spirit. Time, even though acid rap kind um, of contradicts it's that, gonna, but it's okay. Growth people are going to grow happen. weary of it. People are going to get sick of it. People are going to want. The more he tried to market himself as this like. I don't want to say holier than thou, but like well, this, I, I'm not tired you know, wholesome family man, Christian man I, type I of image positivity. that um, start to crack over the time, especially after the response of the big day. And people are just like, uh, you know, I'm a little iffy about you now. So, yeah, that's I'm not saying that's how I feel. I'm just saying that's what I've seen people say. okay but hey that's that's just i think people are lacking joy but i i I guess for me the thing is just i don't i guess when it came to to the dad's particular comments it's it's just a thing of I don't want to have to pretend to do That's something point, so. that I don't feel like doing <sighs> to I've, the podcast because I just don't feel like that. Would be yeah, I'm done talking. Or unique. Yeah, I have be. nothing else to add. I see that oh, being um, being a certain way works, so let me just keep doing what everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? And I just don't think that's the way I would like to go about anything I do. It will be. Whether There's so be much. It'll be creatively. If everyone can do it, then what's the point? I. 
think we've been doing this for an hour and a half, Bree. I think we should probably call I've it I've talked rest. about more than just that. But, so, I mean, you wanted me to pat the runtime, so, so I you think said I, I could talk about whatever I want on the one shot. And if I want to episode, talk about my hero manga spoilers, this is why we can't get along. And I can talk about it, but Bree I will be will back next week, hopefully with a one shot that's not about my depending hero. Depending on how I... Maybe about... Depending on how... Maybe it'll be about writing. Talk about that, maybe. Talk about anything but my hero there's only so many times okay, i can but, put but or, I my hero spoilers on your one um, shot so try, so, try something I, different can i finish i was gonna That's say though um what i was probably gonna talk about shot. was if i get around to it this week hopefully i will i'm talking about um attack on titan season four whatever however many episodes they have of that right out the gate um but i'm just saying like diversify well then i will talk about the that goal of the one shot talk about that was the, the um they have a diversity I'll in what the fi- one shot is so it's not just Jujutsu Kaisen, or i'll probably catch up all the way to Jujutsu kaisen by then so i'll talk about that too and um what else am i going to talk about i don't know because i don't really keep up with things on the rack like that so yeah but I have nothing else to contribute. I will have Only a birthday one. coming up before the one shot maybe comes out. So literally this week. Maybe, depending on when I actually record. Anyway, do you have anything else to contribute? what I was going to say to myself. Anyway. <laughs> no, I... No. <laughs> no, just that... I... If you're waiting for the one shot... Maybe you should just record your own... Maybe you should just record your own one shot for next week. Maybe it'll come out before 2021. Record it up until Monday. <laughs> I don't. You should. You should not. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, point is, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Look, be on the lookout for the one shot next week or the week after next, and hope you guys have a great holiday season. No, I have faith in you. All right, I'm 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 stopping this. Goodbye everyone.